Have you wanted to join us at an epic location but are new to photo workshops or photography in general? Maybe you've seen the beautiful images from our events and said to yourself, I want to be there. Are you having difficulty picking the perfect Cowgirls with Cameras event to come to in 2024? We want to invite you to a virtual Cowgirls with Cameras happy hour on January 9th. Bring your favorite cocktail or soft drink and snuggle in with your favorite blanket in front of your computer to learn about our 2024 event lineup and get all your questions answered. This is the perfect opportunity to get to know us better, get connected with Cowgirls with Cameras, and choose your best photography adventure for 2024. Register on our website at cowgirlswithcameras.com. We hope to see you there. It's time to laugh, learn, and take your photography to the next level with your favorite cowgirls with cameras, Kara, Kim, and Phyllis. Hey everybody, it's Kim with Kim Beer Photography. And Kara with Fast Horse Photography. And Phyllis with Phyllis Burchette Photo. And welcome to Cowgirls with Cameras. Today, we're going to be talking about something that the three of us are very familiar with. But I also know new photographers and sometimes seasoned photographers struggle with, and that is taking gear on the road. So for me, I don't work out of my home hardly ever. <laughs> so I do have a small studio set up in here where I can do jewelry photography. But other than that, I almost everything I shoot is out into the world. You gals the same way? I think you probably are. Well, I shoot a lot of local. And so I'm used to just throwing everything in the backseat of the pickup truck. So when I have to pack to travel, it's like a moment of panic before I get organized. So yes, and I've had some crazy experiences flying with gear. So that'll be fun to talk about today. And for myself, I don't have a home studio. I pretty much am always flying with my gear. I rarely shoot here local. I'm always on a plane, it seems, with gear. So yes. You're the expert. No, well, I'm, I'm not an expert, but we all have our way of doing things. We do. So. And I can guarantee you Phyllis's and mine are exactly the opposite of each other. So you're going to get probably two ways to do everything today for packing your gear. But both ways work really well and it gives you a choice as to what to do. It'll be interesting to find out where Kara lands in the middle of Phyllis and I because if there's a right and a left, Phyllis and I are choosing the opposite doors. <laughs> but it makes it great. Okay, so... Kara, what's been up in your life lately? Well, it's been full on shooting for me. The weather has been so gorgeous here. We had this break in the weather where it went from like the high 80s into the 70s. So I had almost a full week of shoots almost every night this last week, which is rare for me. I normally don't take on that many sessions, but it just worked out with reschedules. And then the weather was so pretty. It was a really good week of shooting and it was very exhausting. And then on top of that, I had the previous few weeks shoots uh, those folks coming in and doing viewing and ordering appointments and then art design and album design mixed up in that. I actually designed three photo albums yesterday, so I spent a little bit more time than I want to spend sitting in front of the computer this last uh, couple days. And then on other news, I had a birthday. Go ahead. Wish me happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. <laughs> we will not torture you. I was. Singing. I had a birthday, so getting another year older. And then my son's birthday is coming up, so that's what I've been doing is planning his birthday party when I'm not working, I'm planning birthday party and celebrating birthday and all of that good stuff. 
stuff. So it's been super eventful. What about you guys? Well, happy birthday to Easton in advance. Thank you. He's going to be nine and he knows everything and I'm already (laughs) the dumb mama. So... I didn't think it happened this early. (laughs) I thought I at least had until the teenager years. You do have a highly intelligent young man there on your hands. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes, I agree. (laughs) Well, let's see. For myself, well, I had a guest episode on Photographing the West podcast with Kirby Flanagan that aired. That was kind of cool. Oh, I bet that was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, He was was great to be on the air with. It was very nice. This past Saturday, I did a presentation about equine photography uh, for the Booth Museum Photo Guild here in Cartersville, Georgia. I also went to the Great American Horse Drive. So I've been kind of sporadically trying to edit a few pictures from that. That was fun getting to be with uh, Corinne with equinephotographers.net and um, Scott and Mark and Christy, my friend and client here from Georgia went with me and we stayed together and we had a great time. A couple other gals that we rode in the truck with, Joanne and Carol. And so we had a great time. I saw you had some good travel buddies. Yeah, I had some really great travel buddies. We had a good time, good food, good people, good, great horses, cowboys, cowgirls. It was just a really great trip. A lot of images to go through. How was it being back after COVID and it not happening for a couple years? Was it just awesome? Because I was having some major FOMO. I haven't been since 2013. 13 or 14, I think. So the biggest thing was their number of horses was down. They had only 237 head in the drive itself because they had to unfortunately sell off a lot of stock because of the loss of income during COVID. So I think they're just now working on getting their herd back up, their numbers back up. It sure looked like a lot of horses in the pictures like that you guys took and on the videos that I saw of the drive, it looked like a ton of horses still. Well, I mean, (laughs) 237 is still pretty impressive sight to see. So it's not the numbers that they've had in the past. I think they said one year they had as many as 1,200. So I can't imagine trying to keep 1,200 horses together. But uh, this herd was pretty good. They didn't really have any breakouts or renegades that weren't easily controllable. So like they did in the past when I'd been there, but um, it was, it was fun. We had a, we had a good trip. So I've been here at home working hard on taking care of my health and then also setting up automations for both myself and for my clients to help everything run smoother. I have surgery on June the 1st, so I want everything nice and set up so I don't have to worry about work. So I've been automating a few things, getting things set up so that it's all running smoothly behind the scenes. Been doing a lot of writing and then also been doing a lot of gestalt work. So I'm very excited, have clients coming up over the next week and a half or so that are going to be here to work on their businesses and work on their creativity and get out of their own way and in finding the dream that they want to have. So that's kind of what I've been up to and ranch work. The weather here has been sporadically drenched in water and then also very beautiful. So all of those good days (laughs) We have uh, exhausted ourselves in building fences and taking care of horses and all of the ins and outs of ranch work. I haven't had an opportunity to do much shooting, but I have worked a lot on like ad design with the photos I take. So a lot of my work is commercial. And then because I'm a graphic designer, 
I go ahead and design the ads. So I've done quite a bit of that over the last time since we've talked. Phyllis, you're headed back out again, right? I'm headed west tomorrow. I'm actually going out. Uh, a friend of mine, Cheyenne Glade Wilson, who is the native cowgirl for any of you that may follow her. She's picking me up at the airport and we're headed to the to Miles City to the bucking horse sale for a few days. And I'm really excited about that. And then from there, I'm actually going with her to South Dakota and I'm going to photograph their branding in South Dakota. And then I'll come back to her Montana ranch and we're, I've got to do some pictures of her for some big magazine article that's coming up for her and then I'll fly home on the 28th so oh that sounds like so much fun yeah you got so much coming up so you're having to think about packing for that Phyllis I yes. am <laughs> well I don't think about packing I just kind of do it uh, without thinking anymore but <laughs> trying to figure out which which lenses to take is my big you know, and especially now that I have the mirrorless and the DSLR systems, it's like I'm trying to get my head only thinking about mirrorless. But now I think this arena is really big. I might need a bigger lens for this arena. And just having to think, of, rethink a few things is is difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think about that. But when you switch to mirrorless, you suddenly have like double the gear you have to try to pack into a carry-on. Or is that not true for you? A little bit because I'm still using some of my older lenses. So I have to be sure I have the adapter for them. And then if I want a teleconverter, maybe for this long lens, I, I don't know that I'll need one, but I do have two mirrorless camera bodies. So that's what I'm taking to shoot with. But um, everything else is just trying to figure out how to pack. It's almost like I'm going to be doing a portrait session and wildlife kind of. So <laughs> so you, you need both systems, which just made me think of something else I forgot to put in. <laughs> for you listeners, we're going to break this down into small bites about taking your gear out on the road and about traveling with camera gear. And the first thing we're going to talk about is is actually packing the gear. Like what are your choices around packing the gear? I believe we all are in the same opinion that, and this is a common question I get from, from photographers who are just getting started out and traveling with their gear, is do you ever check your gear? And my answer is absolutely not. I've refused to get on airplanes and asked to be rerouted to a different plane if they will not let me keep my gear with me in the cabin of the aircraft. So I never, ever check gear. And to date, and I do fly a lot, maybe not as much as Phyllis, but I do do my fair share of flying with camera gear. I've never had an airline that couldn't accommodate. Now I've had to throw a hissy fit a time or two, but most of the time they've been very good about putting up the gear in in my carry-on bag. I completely agree, Kim, that uh, the expensive stuff always goes in your carry-on. I think that should be your number one goal is the safety of your your gear. If you're headed out to a job and you've got your cameras in your check case and it gets lost, gosh, you're really kind of out of luck. And and for me, I've actually had one time where I had an airline actually weigh my carry-on. Fortunately, it wasn't over, but so I, it did get me thinking about what if, what if that did happen where they took my bag, you know, and wanted to check it. And so what I've started doing is I carry a little, just a packable backpack or tote bag that I can stick in my carry-on just in case the gate agent takes or asks to check that bag. Um, that way, if you, you know, if you need to, you can pull out important items and put them in the tote bag and carry it on with you. When you're packing, some of the things that I think about is what could I survive without if it didn't make it? (laughs) So a lot of times I think to myself, like if I can't, if I don't feel like I can fit everything into my camera backpack that I, that I know fits on 
most planes at this point. Um, I know it's going to fit in the overheads. If I think to myself, if I can't, what types of things can I put safely into my checked luggage? And if it didn't make it, I would survive and still be able to get the job done. So I try to think about those things. And I have definitely checked things like lighting gear, tripods, you know, different types of stands for the lights. I've packed partial memory cards. So I'll have some memory cards in my bag and some in the other bag, some battery chargers in I'll have a battery charger in my checked bag and then have charged batteries in my bag that I bring on. So I try to think about that so that I don't end up being in the, the issue with the weight or not being able to stuff my bag into a small spot. So do you guys think about those types of things? Like, are there some things that you insist have to go in your bag that you're carrying on and some things that could go into your suitcase if you had to? Yes, I totally agree with that, that a lot of times light, especially my tripod, my um, any kind of light stands, lighting gear can go in check bags. Or I even know a couple of photographers that actually ship their lighting gear to the job. So that's something to think about too, ship at FedEx. Your bodies, your lenses, they always stay with me. <laughs> and your laptop, your laptop, everything like that, that's essential for your job is going to stay with me. It's not going to get put in the hole of that plane. <laughs> Years ago, when I started having to travel on commuter planes, some of them were too small to put like a rolling bag in the overhead. So I did buy a Pelican case. So that way, if they do take it at the gate, I know it's going to be safe. I actually uh, bought a Moose Peterson bag. It's by Moose Peterson. That's the photography. And it will actually it, it's a backpack, but it will fit over your seat very easily in those smaller commuter planes. And I've gotten to where now I just put that in a, a rolling bag. So if they take it, I could stick it up there too. Oh, that's so smart. I have never, I've never heard of that brand. I'm going to have to check that out. I would say too, one of the things that I have been kind of burned on in this is on the past is I remember the camera bodies. I remember the lenses. I remember the batteries most of the time, but forgetting things like the little things like memory cards your batteries, your chargers. We had out west where it's really dusty stuff to clean your camera. Like all that stuff needs to be included into your packing. And having a system definitely helps. I am not great about doing like a packing list, but I know some photographers have a full list that they get out that's got a checklist of all the things that they need to take with them. And they just do a quick check off before they head out on the trip. Because I've been at workshops with you where I just totally didn't pack memory cards and had to bomb a memory card off of another photographer. And I was just lucky that I was at a job where I, there was a photographer there that had the types of cards that I use. So uh, that was, that only happened once. And that was like a a big eye opener for me to get myself a little more organized. So yeah, you don't want to show up without all the things you need. Make sure that when you pack your carry-on, that one of the things that you absolutely get in your carry-on is any of your lithium-ion batteries, which most cameras use these days because those can't go under the airplane. So that's one thing that the airlines, a lot of times I tell them, you know, well, that's got lithium-ion batteries in it. And they're a little bit less fussy about letting you take it on the airplane, even if they're fussy about it. But yes, cleaning supplies are so important, especially for equine photographers. I do carry something called an Arctic butterfly that allows me to dry clean the sensor on my DSLR, which has saved my butt. I do not know how many times. Albeit like the Great American Horse Drive is one of the most famous photo shoots for being really, really dirty because you're in the back of that truck 
and there's like dirt flying everywhere. And you get back and you start to look at your pictures and you can just see the monumental amount of dirt on your sensor, especially if you are not careful in changing your lenses somewhere where it's not dirty. So I do carry something to to clean not only my camera body, but to clean inside of my camera. And I've never shown up without memory cards. And here's what I do when I'm packing before I leave my house. I sit for a moment quietly and ask no one to bother me. And then I imagine being at the shoot, pulling out my camera, I have my routine, you know, I unzip my bag, I get my camera out, I get the lenses out, I put my memory cards in, I put my batteries in, and I just kind of mentally run over that in my head. And as I'm doing it, I think, okay, I know where that's at in my camera bag. I know where that's at in my camera bag. I know where that's at in my camera bag. And then I know when I get to the shoot that I've got everything because I've run over my mental checklist. So I don't know, I do this weird exercise to make sure everything is in the bag that I needed in my bag. <laughs> uh, I think that's a great idea. Even I mean, and even if you have to have a, a written, you know, a printed out checklist, that's a great thing to do too. whatever works for you. It's going to be different for everybody. Everybody's going to have a little, little different system. But the biggest thing is don't forget things. <laughs> and you know, we've been pretty lucky or I've been pretty lucky that if I forget something, I have been somewhere where I can Amazon Prime it. I've had battery chargers fail on site and had yeah. to have that done. And we've been real lucky that we live in a world today where most of the time we can get stuff pretty quickly. But then there's other times when we're out on location that you're just, you're not getting prime and ain't coming the next day. And so you have to be resourceful if you can't get your gear all there. So I highly suggest that anybody that's a photographer sign up for TSA pre-check. That way you don't have to take your shoes off. You won't have to take your laptop out of your bag. It'll be, it'll just make things go a little bit faster. I personally have clear along with TSA pre-check, which sometimes is faster. Sometimes it's not. A lot of people have signed up for clear, so they've gotten pretty busy too. I also suggest to book your flight with an airline credit card. I have American Express that gives you with Delta. Of course, I'm a high believer in Delta. I love Delta Airlines. And so with the airline credit card with American Express, I get my first bag check free. And now I have two bags check free with a, a silver medallion. So, you know, and use that card to buy everything. I mean, I bought all my gear on it. So that runs my points up even higher. Another thing is that's real important is insure your gear. If you don't have your gear insured, and you're not a member of the Professional Photographers of America, you should be because you get I think it's a minimum of 15,000 with your membership. If you have more gear than that, you can get a rider added on to, to get the rest of your gear gear insured, but you do get $15,000 worth of uh, gear insurance with your membership. Be sure you label and tag your bags really well. I mean, so well that you can see them coming off that turnstile when they're in baggage claim and know that it's yours, especially if it's black and there's like a thousand other black bags. Be sure to use TSA locks. I also take with me just to make sure now Delta has gone up to 70 pounds for each bag, but which I can't even imagine packing a bag 70 pounds because I couldn't carry it. But um, at least I know now that if I get over 50 pounds, which I was thinking it was still 50 up until just a couple of recent trips that they're not going to charge me. So, but I take a portable luggage scale with me. It's uh, one I found on Amazon. It's a little digital scale and hardly weighs anything. So I take it with me everywhere 
too. Keep all those things in mind. But the biggest thing I think is a TSA pre-check. I still have not done that. And then you guys have been telling me to do that for years. It's just so far for me to go get it done. <laughs> I have to really work for it. <laughs> it's on my to-do list for this year because we have so many things planned this summer. So I'm getting it done. So I can share a story one time when we were driving out. Uh, we were flying out to, I think it was Powderhorn with the Equine Photographers Network. We fly to Denver and then we get on a little plane to Casper. It's a little tiny plane to Casper. And I've always traveled with my gear in the same bag and I've never had an issue. And on that plane, um, it's a really small plane. They just told me that there was no way I was getting my bag into the overhead compartment. And I was not happy about the situation, but they, after going back and forth and, and I'm always one that tends to err on the side of be kind, be polite, be the friendliest person you can be like when you're going through this process. And that just didn't work for me that day. And they told me I had to check my camera bag. And so I ended up, you know, showing them, Hey, I have all of this gear in here. And they're like, we're sorry, there's just no room. You're getting on the plane. I was one of the last people on the plane. So I didn't have any, any overhead space left. So I wasn't like Phyllis where I had a backup bag that I could pull out. And so I had to pull my cameras out and I had two bodies, two lenses and a laptop. And I had to pull all of that out and hold it in my arms. And cause I was like, I'm not letting you check this. So I carried it loose onto the plane. And I was just determined I had to get my gear there safely. So I took it and I laid it all under my seat when I got on the plane. So it was all like kind of shoved down where your feet go. So you have, you imagine your camera bodies and your lenses like rolling oh, around yeah. down there. And so it was down there and I had kind of tucked my jacket around it to keep it safe. And they were all sitting there and I'm flustered and I'm thinking, oh, I'm, I, what did I do wrong to get in this situation? And I realized that I had four or five lithium batteries left in my carry-on bag that they put down under the plane. And so I sat there and I said to myself, oh God, do I say something? <laughs> Something? Do I not say something? How big of a deal is this really? Am I going to be responsible for crashing the plane? You know, I was like having like a really moral dilemma in my brain. So I finally flagged down one of the flight attendants and it's a big deal, y'all. They shut the whole plane down like the like oh, everything shut down. Ouch. They had to open the door of the plane again after they were getting ready to take off. They got my bag out of the storage, the bag storage area. And they did the, made this whole show of like walking it down the aisle to me so that I could then get my batteries out of the bag. And then they took my bag all the way back down and put it under the plane again. And so everyone is like, and that's why our flights held up. I would just say that there are going to be times when you might be on a flight and the, they just don't think they can get it on there. And I've always been someone that, you know, tries to be the friendliest person dealing with those folks because, and most of the time by being that friendly person and helpful and understanding that they're just doing a job, I can usually get them to help me out. Um, and that, that has worked pretty good, but I love Phyllis's idea of bringing a little bag. Um, and then Kim, I know you have something you want to say here yes. too. <laughs> I do. So I had a similar situation when I was flying around doing photography for Best of America by horseback. We got on a very, very small, very little airplane and they're like, 
you can't bring that bag on here. And I've done a lot of research on my bag and we're going to talk about that later. I spent oodles of research getting the bag that I picked so I knew that it could fit in a multitude of situations. And I talked with the stewardess and I try to be a nice person in general anyway, but I was like, I'm a professional photographer. I'm on a job. This is a place I've had camera equipment damaged on airplanes. Is there anything you can do to help me out? And she was really, really nice. She's like, you know what? We have a storage area where we put our stuff. It's not completely full. If you don't mind, I'll put your bag in here with our bag. I've also had them stash it. In some of the smaller jets, there's a space behind the very last row where there's a pretty good chunky size of space back there and you can get your bag in there. I've talked my way into having my bag stashed back there. The bag that I have now I can put under the seat in front of me and I'm going to tell you it is not comfortable for me. I am crammed into my seat to where I can't move my legs. I can't hardly walk because arthritis when I get out if it's a very long flight because I can't shift or move but I can get that bag underneath that front seat. So I, yeah, I believe what Kara said. Be nice to them as much as you can. And yeah, I've never had one like march stuff around to me, but I definitely have had to finagle my way into getting my bag and gear onto certain aircrafts. And I too am going to start packing a little extra bag. So Phyllis is like giving us a great pointer. We're all going to show up with our extra bags the next time we fly. That insurance piece too that Phyllis you mentioned earlier is really huge because, you know, you think it's going to get injured. Your gear is going to get injured if it gets checked, but I have broken gear just getting out of the truck at the airport. So I dropped my laptop just getting out of the truck at the airport. I was getting ready to put it in the bag and it landed and I'm somehow still using it, but it makes a really weird crackling sound every time I pick it up. So it's on its last leg. But, you know, thinking about having the insurance piece for your camera gear, because you might do something silly at the airport, set it on a counter or someone might bump it or you just never know. So that's so important. And I know lots of photographers have used that. I need to look and see if my laptop's actually covered in that because I could probably, I probably need to do a claim. It is. Is it? Oh gosh, I'm making another <laughs> note. Is. I got to get on that. Something I kind of scooted over, a benefit to booking your flight with an airline credit card. With Delta or on American Express, that puts you in the first zone, you know, and so that way you also get to board earlier. And that's a big plus for me is getting to board earlier before all those overhead spaces get filled up. So think about doing that is if you have to pay a little extra to to be able to get on earlier. Of course, with the, with my airline credit card, I don't have to do that because it's included. Think about that too, is try to get on as early as possible before all those overheads are crammed full of other people's gear. Phyllis sold me on the American Express. <laughs> And I did it. So I love it. I now have the Amex and I fly Delta with her. So so we do uh, agree on one we thing. Do. <laughs> we do. One thing. <laughs> so what about those of you guys that rent gear? Because I have rented gear in the past and packed it and brought it and whatnot. Do you rent gear and have it sent to the location? What have you done that's worked for you? So for me, I have two rental companies I use. One is Borrow Lenses, which I think is very popular. Lots of people use Borrow Lenses. And if I do rent from them, I have the camera gear shipped usually to where I'm going because a lot of times I have like, I'm either driving out there and it's a couple of extra days 
or it's maybe I don't need it until the middle of the shoot and it actually saves me rental fees to have it shipped to the location. And then I will find a UPS and ship it back or or pack it back with me and ship it when I get home. The other company I use is called Rent Glass and they happen to be local to Kansas City and they're right on my way to the airport. So I don't even have them ship it. I rent it. I stop by their little location, pick it up, pack it in my bag, get on the airplane and then come back home. And I highly recommend Rent Glass. It's a small family operation and they have great equipment and they take really good care of their stuff and they're very, very kind to work with. So yeah, I I have two different ways that I do that. So it just so happens to be I'm lucky enough to be in an area where I can pop in and actually talk to the rental company. Awesome. Now, any tips on how to pack your gear? Do you guys do anything special, like different than when you're just carrying your gear locally? Do you do anything different when you're packing it on the airplane? I personally do. I always take the lenses off my cameras. I think it uh, it's way more space efficient to pack cameras and lenses separately. And it also limits potential for any kind of damage to your lens mounts. So that's my big thing is take those lenses off the camera bodies. What about you, Kim? Do you do anything special when you pack? No, I do the exact opposite of Phyllis. I leave all my lenses on my bodies. Um, <laughs> but I have a, I have a, uh, as a matter of fact, I, I will put loose lenses on bodies. But I have a different camera packing system than Phyllis does. So I think if I used the same system Phyllis uses, where she has it like super compartmentalized, like my bag is set up for two cameras to be put like one with a short lens and one with a 70 to 200. It's set up so that those two cameras are in the center of the bag and they're super well protected, especially when they have their lenses on because everything around them, like the way that I pack it, I have um. So, and, and I, I'll talk about this now because we do have bags on our list to talk about, but my camera bag is a backpack. And the only thing I regret about that is the damn thing doesn't have wheels, which means I have to pack it around actually on my back. That wasn't so bad when I bought it 10 or 12 years ago, but I'm getting old <laughs> and it is heavy. <laughs> And there's big airports and it's just, it's very painful sometimes. And I envy that I think both of you have roller bags and I know I've been at airports with you where I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. I want one with wheels so bad. But the upside to my bag is I usually have zero trouble getting it even in smaller overheads. I also don't have as much difficulty like getting it in other places that if it had wheels, it would be impossible to get. So I try to look at it that way. But I my bag itself is a backpack bag. It has three channels in it that I can compartmentalize the way I want and two bodies with lenses fit straight down the center and then the outside pockets I've got for my extra body if I want to bring in third body than any other lenses I can pack in there and I can get a monumental amount of gear in that thing and I can also get my laptop in the exact same bag so it has a special laptop pocket in the front if it's a small plane I have to take my laptop out because it won't fit in the overhead with the laptop in it but I can pull my laptop out then and stick it in the pocket in the airplane and nobody gripes about it (laughs) because it all went on one bag when it walked in the door what brand is it? It's a low pro. A low pro. Okay. I think you say it low pro. Well, yeah, it's a low pro. I did, like I said, I did a ton of research. I actually went all of the way to a PPA convention. I didn't go to the classes or anything. I had a photo shoot in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. <laughs> 
and they had it in New Orleans that year. So I took a little side trip to New Orleans, had a fun day traipsing around New Orleans shooting pictures. And then I went to the trade show for one day and my entire goal was to find a camera bag that I liked. And I shopped that entire PPA convention trade show for a full day. I went through every single bag in there. I went back home to the motel that night, did extra research on does this the one I want? And this is the bag that I picked. I paid, I think, close to $300 for it. And I did that in 2009. So it's been with me a lot of years and it has held up really, really well. I love it because it has a zipper that is dust proof. So when I zip it, all of my camera gear inside of that zipper, there's no dust gets in there. I like the fact that I can get up to a 17 inch laptop in the pocket. So I'm able to carry a big laptop with me if I want to. It's got all these little extra spaces for cards and stuff like that. My only complaint is that I can pack it to be way too heavy for me to be carrying around on my back. That's the only thing that bothers me about it is that otherwise than that, I can get all of my gear in there. I love taking it when we go out in the rough and tumble. Phyllis, you have, I know you have a bag recommendations because I've seen your equipment and it's awesome. I'm way too old to be carrying that much gear on my back all day through an airport, especially if you're having to run from one plane to another. (laughs) I'm just, I'm too old for that. Sorry. I highly recommend Pelican cases, but I also have a low pro that I do stick the Moose Peterson backpack in. So it's a, I put a backpack in a rolling bag. I also have Gura gear, which I love. And it is, my Gura gear is similar to what you're saying what you have because I can put a laptop in it. I can put lenses on the camera bodies, you know, and keep them intact inside that Gura gear bag. But it's it's a really heavy bag if I do that. I have a small Tamrac backpack that I use like if I'm hiking and stuff sometimes. Uh, Christy had a really cool bag on this last trip we were on. It's by KNF Concepts that I'm looking into. But I mean, I still have the first bag I ever purchased. I don't get rid of bags. I think when we're just starting out or even as, as we go through our careers as photographers, we're always trying to find the perfect bag because <laughs> uh, like I said, I still have all my bags and I'm still looking at a new one. So I think too, my biggest goal is to, to be comfortable with a, whatever I'm carrying on the plane. So that's why I choose to have a rolling bag. I do have a separate bag that I put my laptop and everything in. It's also a Gura gear bag, but it's more like a little, it's kind of like a briefcase, but it's bigger than a briefcase. So I can actually put my laptop and I can put all the accessories. I can even put a camera body or a lens in there if I need to. I use it I put my billfold, I put everything in there and it goes on top of my, my rolling bag so that I can roll them both. I don't have to put anything on my back. You just have to remember when you're in the airport and you're having to wait and walk in between flights and or just to get to your flight, you know, that bag's got to stay with you all the time, <laughs> even when you go to the bathroom. So just think about all this and, and your comfort. Your comfort needs to be thought about too. And I mean, we all dread going to the airport, so let's not make it even worse. <laughs> I'm still on the search for the perfect bag. I have have a backpack one that I know will fit everywhere but then my favorite bag is a rolling bag and it's wonderful for almost every flight except for when you get stuck on one of the the smaller puddle jumpers that you know you have to get on and it has given me trouble on those flights so I have a uh, think tank backpack that I really like 
and I've been looking at some other think tank options, but I'm going to check out this Moose Peterson that you suggested. And I've always wanted, I've always wanted a Pelican case, but they're so expensive. And I'm also wondering, do they make one that's small enough that you can put it in the overhead and it, you know, that it works for everything. So I need to do a little more research on that. I'm, I still feel like I'm, I'm on the search for my gear bag soulmate. My Pelican case does go in the overhead, but it won't go in an overhead on a small commuter plane. Yeah, I've owned a Pelican case didn't like it well on that negative note kim no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna say i'm gonna say what i said i i owned a pelican case i didn't like it i ended up and sorry kara it was before i met you but i gave it away i i bought it and then gave it Mm. to another photographer too bad you weren't in the the room that day because i would have happily given it to you it flustered me i didn't like the hard cases so i did end up giving it away i just think it'd be nice to have something that if you had to check it at the gate you could you know and you would feel a little more confident but yeah i think i'm still on the search for sure and i like you know phyllis this list that you've given us and then the ones that you've added Kim I have to do a little more research I'd love to hear from some of our listeners though too like what they use that they love because I am still on the search so if there's anyone listening and you guys want to share your favorite bags that you use for travel that would be an it'd be awesome if you guys want to do that on social media you can do it on Instagram or on Facebook at cowgirls with cameras I personally need some advice on a new bag the ones I've got are getting me through but they're not the perfect setup yet for me I think we are all I mean like I said before I think we're always on the search for the perfect bag even if we think we have what is working for us at the time if we see somebody else that has what we think looks like a better system we're always there (laughs) I was going to also add that I have just recently done a blog post on just this very topic and I pretty much covered everything we talked about what even you guys added in and everything it's all in that blog post if it was a very recent one a couple weeks ago if anybody wants to check that out too oh that's awesome and you know what happens is you do get the perfect bag and then you end up buying a new piece of gear and you're like crap now nothing fits into my bag the right way I can't get the new piece of gear in so then you're in this whole new place again where you're having to either reconfigure your bag find a new way to pack it take your lenses off or put them on whatever your choice is you have to like reconfigure everything and find a new bag so that has also happened to me this year and I think that's part of the reason because I upgraded to a, a larger body camera and so now it doesn't fit the same way that my old bodies did in the bag so that's part of the reason I'm on the hunt again but this has been awesome I feel like I've got a lot of research to do now on new bag options I love it (laughs) I love it Um, Okay, so were we ready for the challenge for this week? Take us into the challenge, Kim. So we've talked all about packing and traveling with your gear. So our challenge this week is to take a picture away from your home studio and pack some gear up and go on a hike or take stuff out with you. Or I know for us, we do a lot of traveling where we pack our gear on the airplane and then we get to the shoot and we have to pack our gear again to go out to the different shoots. So pack some gear up, get away from home and shoot some photos out in the world and share them with us. We would love to have you share them with us. So share them on our social media channel and use the hashtag CWC photo challenge. That's right. I want to see pictures of people with their gear and their bags so that I can kind of see what they're using. So I would love that. 
that. Yeah. <laughs> so Phyllis, you're leaving this weekend. You're the first one of us traveling this week. So you need to send me a picture of you with your bag or your gear all together so I can <laughs> post it on the Cowgirls with Cameras. That's your assignment. I'm pointing at you. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm pointing at you. <laughs> Kick us off. I will try to remember to do that. I'll send you a text to remind you. Don't worry, I'm on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Awesome. This is an awesome episode. I hope that folks are tuning in and enjoying the show. Once again, hit us up on Facebook or Instagram at Cowgirls with Cameras. Check out our website, cowgirlswithcameras.com. We do still have two spaces left um, in our Cottonwood event that's coming up. Do you guys have any other spaces on events that you've got coming up anytime soon? We do. I just checked yesterday and we have two spaces left for the Art of the Cowgirl summer event in Big Timber. Okay, so there's some options out there. Folks are wanting to test out their travel with their gear. They can hop into one of those workshops and get traveling with their gear to get awesome images somewhere else. So yeah, I think that's it. Anything else you guys want to add before we get out of here? Nope, just happy shooting. All right, safe travels this week, Phyllis. Good luck getting everything on the airplane. Good to see y'all. Don't forget that picture. Or your memory cards. (laughs) Bye, love you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cowgirls with Cameras. Don't let the laughter and learning stop here. Join our community on social media and be sure to visit our website for more opportunities to fulfill your photography goals. Head to cowgirlswithcameras.com. That's cowgirlswithcameras.com. See you next time.